This is Card Games TV One Podcast, Episode Eleven: The Game Plan. Um, so basically, the thing is, is that you gotta have a game plan, right? You gotta have a, a strategy for winning the game, um, a strategy for you have to have a plan for how you're gonna play the game. So that's where your, um, you know, turn one, turn two, turn three, turn four plays are. Um, it's important to know your lines of plays for your deck. Whether the, the whether you built the deck or not, you gotta know you gotta know your lines of play, your basic lines of play. Then there's the uh, you know advanced comps uh, lines of plays based off of certain matchups, how you sequence certain cards based off of certain matchups. Because sometimes playing you know certain cards differently, um, I use like uh, Bardic's Raiders Warcraft for example. Um, typically, I like to use Raiders Warcry on my turn. But against certain matchups, it would be better to play it on your opponent's turn. So instead of trying to drop them on your turn, drop them on your opponent's turn first. Then swing on your turn, right? Obviously. Um, but I tend to want to drop them on my turn so I can swing with them on my turn, right? I'm trying, I'm trying to do some as much damage as I can per turn until turn four. But against certain matchups, it, it, it would be better to um, you know use it defensively instead of offensively or at least use it defensively first then go on the offense so defense offense defense offense and other uh, you know matchups you'll just do what you normally would do like i normally would do just offense 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 until it's time for me to you know go on the on the defense so you know that that kind of stuff but you always have the basic line of play you, you normally play something a certain way just like a rival plays, a lot of times I tend to rival my turns more than my opponent's turn, but there are times where it's best to rival my opponent's turn. Some card effects, you know, are good um, to play on your turn to get certain things out of them, but sometimes you need the same ability but on your opponent's turn. For example, Kaioken Goku is good, you know, to play on your turn and board wipe your opponent, all his 20k or less battle cards, but... Sometimes you need that ability during your opponent's turn. And since Goku can't be used on your opponent's turn, you got to find something else that does somewhat what he does, but um, on your opponent's turn. And that's where um, Exploiting Weakness Vegeta comes in. Because you could play him for three on your opponent's turn and negative 20k to all your opponent's battle cards. Which could potentially board wipe them, or at least just uh, allow you to survive that turn. Um, which is... Almost the same thing, right? Almost the same concept. The idea is to just always get extra turns so you can get extra attacks and, you know, get the chances to deal the damage you're trying to deal. Which, the goal is to deal 8 damage, of course. So that's the whole point of a game plan. Some people play decks um, trying to understand how, like, they'll, they'll take a deck that's already pre-built, like a certain, like a, I don't know, like a Janimba deck or something. Uh, and use the Janimba chain and stuff like that. It's like, alright, that's cool. You know, you want to try that stuff and try what... Bandai created. That's cool to use them. But the thing is, you're, you're supposed to have a game plan of how you plan to win. And you want a, a strategy that is reliable. Like, a plan that always works, right? A plan that always ends up in the result that you want. That way, when you're playing the game, you're not thinking about winning, right? I mean, we all want to win, right? You're not thinking about winning. You're not trying to figure out while you're playing how to win and what's the best course of action, what's the best lines of play to 
to to get you to your you know to to the, your end result, which is winning. That's supposed to already been done before you even play the game. That's that's supposed to be done when you when you were testing the deck when you when when you built the deck right. Um, that's where game plan comes in. It's like you already know what you're supposed to do to win. The goal is to get to a certain point. If you have a deck that has a turn five burn strategy, for example, or turn five mill strategy, where you deck your opponent out for for game on turn five, then you know your goal is to get to turn five. That's the game plan. Get to turn five. Whatever you gotta do, get to turn five. Sometimes you might have to give up even your win con just to get to turn five because that's the goal, right? That's the plan. The plan is to get to turn five. You either get to turn five with the cards you need to win on turn five, or you just get to turn five. You know, it might seem you know a little uh, a little contradicting the idea of getting to turn five without your win con, but that's part of that's part of the, the game, right? Um, I mean, the game plan is to get to turn five. Of course, you want to get there with your win con. But if you but if you lose your win con in the process, or, all right, that happens. But at least you got to turn five. So at least you're meeting one criteria, because it makes no sense to try to keep your win con right, but never make it to turn five. Your win con has no use until turn five, right? It's, that's the whole point. If the win con you can only use on turn five, then turn five is the goal. You need to get there for the win con to even matter. If you don't get there, then the win con was pointless, and that's where it gets to the point where it's like, you know, that's why you, sometimes you might have to w- give up your win con just because getting to turn five is more important than the idea of the win con, right? Getting to turn five is the goal. Get there, and hopefully, maybe you'll activate some, some draw effects, and, and, and hopefully... Um, Either get another of your win cons, like an SCR or something, or maybe you end up getting the cards you need for a win con. Or something as simple as just like, oh, okay, I, I attack, attack, I overwhelm, I attack, I chomp up, bang, game. It's like, oh, I still ended up winning using all these other cards. So then you created a win con uh, with within the scenario. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes your win con is just... Uh, you know, a random assortment of cards that just so happen to work well within that situation. You know, your win con could have been something as simple as like playing a topo on your opponent's turn, then on your turn you, you swung, champa, dumped your hand, and that was more than enough to win you the game. It's like, oh damn, that's all I needed to win? Yeah, apparently that's all you needed to win. Right? Topo, righteous aid, champa, and your hand to, to get them strong enough to, to win you the game. And sometimes that's all. That's all it takes. <clears throat> um, ironically, with that basic strategy, that's a win con, right? You know, that's a, that's a game plan. You can always try to, um, you know, go that route if need be. If you're in that situation, that's the best you can do. That's the best you can do. Sometimes playing multiple copies of certain cards can be a win con. So imagine playing topo every turn, like topo your opponent. On their turn, then on your turn, you swing with Topo, right? Then on your opponent's turn, you drop another Topo. Then on your turn, you swing with two Topos. Then on your opponent's turn, you drop another Topo. Like, you know, that kind of scenario, right? So every turn, you're adding a new another Topo into your lineup, another 20k attacker, and then you're just swinging every turn, increasing, increasing your, uh, your chances of uh, damage getting through 
and getting your opponent down to zero for game. So even something like that, even just that, it's not like that was your strategy, right? To play multiple, you know, topo back to back, back to back, and try to win that way. That's just what happened. So sometimes a game plan uh, appears within the game. Just like using three uh, Barks Rage War Cry, you know, you have three of them and you have six energies. Like, you know what? I can do something with this. It's like, yeah, you can, you can, you can swing at your opponent with, you know, thirty k double strikes back to back, back to back, back to back, and still plus a whole bunch of cards that on your last swing, you can go beyond thirty k. You know, double strike. Um, in that in that uh, strategy in that lineup. So you could do a lot of damage with uh, having multiple copies of certain cards. Sometimes some people don't consider that. They don't consider um, holding on to two copies of cards. Because typically we, when we have more than one copy of a card, we tend to charge the extra copies. Um, you know, because we need energy, right? So we typically charge our extra, energy, uh, extra copies of cards for you know energy purposes. But there's times where... You don't want to charge your extra Bardic Raiders War Cry right? or extra Topo or something like that. You might want to keep them. So things like that, uh, you know, uh, has to be taken into account. But that's stuff that happens while you're playing where you decide, like, you know what? I should try to hold on to as many Topos as possible. It might, I might need to play them back to back. Like, all right, keep that in mind. That's a strategy. And that's another thing. Strategy, right? Strategy is strategy. But a game plan is something you know you're going to always do. That is that is the the main um, strategy. You know, the main strategy in the deck is you're going to play the deck a certain way to get a certain outcome. If you built the deck to win on turn five, then that's the way it's supposed to be played. You play it and win on turn five. So anything else is just a variation of that game plan. It's a variation of that strategy. Um, you got to have a strategy. Most people I notice don't don't tend don't tend to have a strategy. Sometimes even these archetypes that come out uh, out of, um, you know, sets, you know, like Majin Vegeta deck or a baby, baby, a blue baby deck or something, you know, with the counterplay and stuff like that. You know, um, they have good cards, good tools, right, uh, good mechanics and stuff. And that's usually what they give you is like the most basic stuff, like... That you can use it and you know try to create a strategy with. Usually they don't have a strategy. I noticed that a lot. A lot of these um, pre-built decks, right? A lot of these archetypes don't really have a strategy. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they have certain lines of plays that they want you to do. Um, but those lines of plays are just like they're good because they're you know they're different. They do something, but that's the thing. They just do something for the sake of doing something. They don't, they don't do anything really great, anything anything logical. A lot of times, the e the uh, what does they say? Um, the ease is about e the easiest. Something about simple. <laughs> I'm forgetting things now. Uh, it's about uh, simplicity. Something about being simple. The easiest answer is always the, the best answer, or the simplest solution is the, the best solution. That's what I'm trying to get at. Is the idea that it's like you don't need some fancy, you know, three card combo 
to to do it to you know to to do certain things. A lot of times, something as simple as just one card to 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 give you that outcome. If you play if you play a three card combo and all it does is do three damage, I mean, does two damage. You know, you're doing two damage off of three cards. That doesn't sound so good. That sounds very weak. Um, when you can do two damage with just one card, you know, it's the idea is like you're you have a you have a, ch- a three card chain. You know, they can even though it, it does depend on what it is. Let's say it's a three card chain where it could burn your opponent for two damage. Like, all right, that's decent. But it can only do it. It can only do it if your opponent has uh, uh, four more life or some shit like that, right? So there's not much you can't use it to finish your opponent. If you could, then it's worth something. But you, you can only you can only use it to to you know weaken your opponent. It's like all right, that's decent, but uh, I better just you know swing with with a battle card, give it double strike, and you know deal the two damage that way instead of doing a three card um, you know a spe- spe- specific three card combo. You know because you gotta have those three specific cards to go to do that strategy to just deal two damage when I could just swing with anything, leader, bat, battle card, unison, and just Champa or E Supreme kind, right? Just give it double strike. Or if it already has double strike like Bardock's Raiders War Cry, then just swing with just drop Bardock and swing with Bardock and double strike. And just simplify. Sometimes that's the thing you gotta think is that you know some some of these strategies that you see, some of these, you know, um, mechanics and stuff like that, sometimes it just boils down to like something simple, something like, okay, this is just a different way of doing something that I, we already can do. Like, this chain can do three damage, cool, but I can do the same thing with just this one card, or just that one card, or with my leader effect, I can I can output three damage, so why, you know, I can play this one battle card, and it does, it's triple, um, triple strike, so it can do three damage all by itself, so one card can do three damage while I waste time, with a with a strategy or or deck build that the main core uh, strategy in the deck um, line of play in the deck it's just something that does three damage. It's like for all that I could just play one. <laughs> I could just put a couple battle cards in my deck that have triple strike and simplify it that way. And that's the other thing. It's taking is uh, something that is made more difficult. It's made more. Uh, that's made to have more steps and simplified, you know. Um, that, that's why it's, it's always funny to. That's why it's always funny to see, um, you know, people playing certain certain um, um, evolution chains, and it's like, okay, you did all that, and the outcome wasn't that great. It was just like, all right, that's a pretty, pretty basic outcome, but you did all that for that. So that did that that did nothing, and and I always when I see scenarios like that, I always be thinking like, uh, you could have just played this card, or you could have just played an overrun and and got the same result or some shit like that. Like a lot of times that tends to be the case. Where it's like, yeah, all that wasn't necessary. That 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 all looked nice. It looked it looked fun, but it's like, but it wasn't practical. It was unnecessary. The main thing was it was unnecessary. Like you didn't need to do all that just to try to double strike me. You could have just played anything with double striking. It would have been, it would have been just as effective or something like that, you know, that kind of idea. Um, like some type of uh, chain or strategy to try to get something onto the field with, with, with a dual attack, you know, the ability to attack twice, and it'd be twenty k and stuff like that. And you did this whole chain to try to make it 
um, hard to counter or, or, or you know, like you did some type of chain where it's like, oh, this has barrier. But then when I do that, when I evolve, now the card that I play has deflect or something. It's like, oh, that's going on. And all that was just to end up with a dual attacker for 20k power. Okay. You could have played a, a, a unison that was 20k with dual attack and had the same results. Because you wouldn't have to worry about, you know, you won't have to worry about counter play or, or somebody playing something that, that, that you know, you know, that, that, that can KO. Like basically, you don't have to worry about Gasoline Trunks or Charismatic Villain Frieza if you just play the Unison that dual attack. Why waste time with a battle card, you know, strat, uh, strategy to try to pull out, a, to put, put on the field a dual attacker this 20k when you could just play a 20k dual attack unison and get the same results actually better because you know one you're playing less cards two it, it's just you know much better in, in general it's not a battle card so it has a lot of benefits for not being a battle card so it's why not that's why it's not surprising that a lot of my decks have um, uh, a lot of copies of unisons I don't see it as a lot of copies. A lot of other players do. A lot of other players say that I play too many unisons, but it's like, no, I, I, I play what I need, and I need all the unisons that I'm playing. Um, I need them, so I use them. And they're the MVPs in a lot of my in a lot of my decks because they're unisons, because they're not battle cards. So it's it's just weird sometimes. To hear people complain about me me playing too much of something or me not playing enough of something, it's like it's like I play what I play because it works. If it didn't work, I wouldn't do it. I, w I only like to do things that work, and if it works for me, it works. I b truly believe that if it works for me, it should work for everybody else. But if it doesn't work for everybody else, then that's a y'all problem. The problem is on you comes from y'all not from me because it works for me i have no problem playing a deck without super combos i have no problem playing a deck with 12 unisons they work for me they don't work for you that's fine you know then th that's just <laughs> that just shows the difference between you and me i can do what you can't that's that's fine that's okay not everyone has to be able to do what i do not everyone has to be you know at my level so be it. Everybody has different levels. Everybody has different ways they like to play. You know, do what you want. It would be nice if, if people, instead of complaining about me doing something a certain way, it would be better that they, especially, let's say I make a deck without super combos. Alright, if you want super combo in the deck, you can ask me what should I, what, what, what would I recommend to take out of the deck to be to make space for the super combo, you know. Um, sometimes I might just say just just throw it in there. You don't the deck doesn't have to be fifty. You can make the the deck fifty four. Throw in four super combos, bang, you're good to go. You know. If you really want super combos that bad, just throw it in. Um, you know, there's some cards you can take out. Maybe there's a there's a card that you don't need that much. In the deck, and you can throw in the super combo. 
if you don't like uh, Champa or Isoprene Kai, you know, then take them out and put in a Super Combo. I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me. You know, if, if you feel that that would mess up the deck's, uh, you know, construction, right, the deck's build by doing that, well, that's why it would be a good idea to ask me if, if that would be a good idea. If if taking out uh, Champa from the deck and replacing it with Super Combo, would that make the deck less, uh, less consistent, less effective, less playable? You know, in my viewpoint, it's like, you know. But more likely, I'm going to be like, mm, nah, it'd be rare for, it'd be rare for, for me to be like, you know, nah, you got to have the Champa. So, you know, I'd be like, yeah, you can take the Champa out. I just have it there just because it helps me speed up the process of dealing quick damage. Sometimes on turn one, I want to double strike my opponent. That's a lot of times why I play Champa and E-Supreme Kai. It's because I, I want to do two damage on turn one. That's usually why I have it. It's not really for, like, late games. You know, Champa and E-Supreme Kai is not for me to finish the game with. It's actually just to start, you know, um, dealing my opponent damage as soon as possible. So it's actually uh, early game is why is what I want Champa and Isapain Kai for. Late game, uh, I want I, obviously I prefer burn. I want a burn uh, effect um, late game. But early game, that's where the Champa and Isapain Kai comes in. Um, you know, but if somebody is like you know, cares more about what they could do late game and they rather have super combos for late game, then yeah, take out the Champas and put in super combos and use super combo late game because that's the way you play. You know, if you need super combos for when you're going for game, then then you need super combos to go for game. But I but I don't. Uh, I'm I'm going a different route. I'm going the burn route, which doesn't require super combos. Um, so that's just me. Uh, like right now, I'm working on a topo burn deck or an upgraded version of the topo burn deck. So that's why I'm talking about like burn and stuff because I'm actually looking at the profile. That I'm going to play test with but again game plan so as you can see I'm explaining my game plan which is I'm trying to get my opponent down to two life and then burn them that's my game plan that's the goal so if I could build my deck to do that to accomplish getting my opponent down to two life and burn them for two or get them down to one life and burn them for one or or something along that lines then or if I have a strategy to um, burn my opponent for four life, or just make four life from their li um, life area, you know, re get removed from their life area, whether it be warp, or get sent to the bottom of the deck, or add it to my opponent's hand, or sent to drop, whatever. If I can get the last, you know, if I could, you know, deal four damage, as it were, to my opponent, then it's like, alright, then the goal is to get them to four, and then do that effect, you know, create that outcome that will allow me to win. And that's the thing, is like you gotta have an outcome, a strategy, cards you rely on specifically to get you that outcome that you're looking for. First and foremost, you you need your win cons, right? First and foremost, you need your cards to help you achieve that goal of what you're trying to do. So since me, I'm trying to get my point down to two life, that's why I that's why I use Champa or a whole bunch of double strikers. So I incorporate double strikers into my deck so that I can get my point down to two life as quickly as possible. Then I put cards that burn, whether they deal one damage or two damage, preferably low cost. That way, I could potentially play more than one copy of the card. Like, let's say I have a, a three drop, um, 
um, unison, they they convert my opponent from one, then then the scenario would be is that I will want to play two of them. I will want two unisons, you know, two copies of that unison, and use both of them in the same turn. So being able to play one for three and then burn my opponent for one, then use a leader that untaps energy and untap two, so that way I can add, I could be back I could be back up to three energy, right? And then use those three energy to play a second copy and then burn my opponent for one damage. Like that kind of res that kind of scenario is what I will want to be able to do. So that's where that would come in. Or if I have six energy to play 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 the cards back to back, play one for three, burn, then play the other one for three and burn, then there's that. Or just some type of strategy where like for example I'm looking at the lightning fast hit combo with the hit space time transcendent. So it's a six hit a six energy strategy where you pay three energy to play the the, the, the hit space time transcendent onto the field, then use his active main by paying three, um, you know, two reds, one of anything, in order to evolve a lightning fast hit from my warp or my drop area on top of him, which means I gotta get a lightning fast hit to the drop area. Obviously, I could combo him to get him to the drop area, so that's one way I could get a lightning fast hit to the drop. Then all I have to do is, you know, is, is uh, preferably get to turn four, um, where, I, where I have four energy, right? And my my leader with the ability to untap two energies would be would be nice. So that way I can um, pay three to play hit space time transcendent, right? Which means I have one energy left over. Then un use the leader's ability to um, awaken and untap two energies. So that way I'd be back at three energies. So now I have three energy. Use the three energy to play hit space time transcendent's active main ability to evolve the lightning fast hit from my drop area on top of it. And when the lightning fast hit is evolved, he deals two damage to my opponent, which is, you know, the goal, right? Get my opponent down to two and then burn him with lightning fast hit. That is the hit and win strategy. So, <clears throat> I've put this strategy in a lot of decks, uh, play in Boma, because Boma, um, it's good at stalling, so it's good she can get me to, t um, um, she can get me to turn six, because this could be a turn six play where, you know, I, I pay three to play him, three to activate his ability and then evolve and do two damage. So she can help me stall to that, but she's also an untapped two leader, so she's really great for this, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> hit and run strategy, hit and win strategy with lightning fast hit, because I could, um, I could do the strategy on turn four using her awakening ability, or she can just help me stall to turn six, and then I could just do it the hard way, where I could just, you know, pay three to play transcendent, and then pay three more to activate his active main just to evolve and then burn my opponent for two. So, so she's a really good leader for that. But most other leaders that you know just have the untapped two energy, it's you know I if if I if I play if I play my cards right, <laughs> I do get to the point where on turn four I, I should be able to do this combo, <clears throat> and be able to burn my opponent on um, turn four and deal them two damage for game, which is the game plan, right? So since that's the game plan, that's all I gotta do is achieve that that outcome. Most people, you know, don't don't really have an outcome that um, preset. They don't have a preset outcome. Lately, I have been hearing some some people, you know, have decks where it's like, oh yeah, man, turn five is when I do this, or turn four is when I do that. And it's like, sorry, and it's like, yes, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear a game plan. I want to hear that you build a deck optimally and you build it specifically to do something. 
and you and you made it where it wins on turn five, great. That's what I should be hearing, especially in the competitive scene. In casual scene, yeah, whatever. I don't I don't care if you do or don't have a win con, you know, because you're a casual player. But if you're a competitive player, I better hear uh, your win con. I better hear your strategy, your game plan. You you should be able to, um, be able to explain. Yeah, my goal is to try to get to this turn to do this and a third, and this is how I plan to win. Um, and it's even better when <clears throat> it's not that you plan to win, it's once you get to that turn, you will win. I prefer that. Because that means you put a lot of time and effort into into the strategy, as well as you, you know, you made the good choice. You, you chose something that, that works a certain way. So... That's the thing I know is that not a lot of decks have um, win cons. They they just like they don't have inherent win cons. The, somebody would like text something in and be like, all right, this is you know this is a win con. It's like okay, so you're using Mirror Creator Absorb with Champa, and that's your win con. Like, all right, cool. At least you have a win con, but it's not the win con that really comes with that deck strategy. Like that deck is not doing much of anything special it's just doing something pretty basic where it's like yeah that's cute and all what the deck is doing but it's not really necessary you can you can deal your point six damage relatively easy <clears throat> just playing the game at the most basic level just playing a couple double strikes playing swinging with your leader swinging with a unison and that's more than enough to deal your point six damage that you can just beat them with with you know with anything just swing with the leader double strike and that's it game you don't need to do much, but so many people try to do some fancy stuff. I consider, I call it style points, where people are trying to win with certain, like with a certain strategy or combo. And it's like, all right, cool, to each zone. If you really, really want to, you know, win in that fancy kind of way, then so be it. If it makes you happy, makes you enjoy the game, you enjoy it. I'm not against it. I'm. <laughs> I like, I like to f uh, finesse, uh, that's the term people use, finesse, I like to finesse sometimes, I like to, you know, be fancy, I, I have a couple decks where I have a 10 drop um, uh, Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta, which can make my, uh, which can let me choose out to 4 cards of my opponent's life and put it at the bottom of their deck, so the goal is to get them to 4 life and then use that effect, but in order to do so, I need 15 energy in order to trigger that effect. Plus, I need 10 energies to play him in the first place, right? So, I need 15 energies so that way I can use 10 to play him, which means I have 5 left over, and then just trigger his effect, and then bang, make my, uh, put 4 cards from opponent's life to the bottom of the deck. And if they only have 4 life, then they lose. That's very finessing, right? Um, it's, it takes a lot of, a lot of prep, a lot of, a lot, a lot of practice to, to get to the point where you can consistently do that. But, is it really necessary to do all that? I mean, it, in the most basic way I, I play the game, I get my opponent down to two life relatively easy. Uh, a lot of times I get them down to one life. So it's kind of pointless, the whole idea of trying to get them to, uh, just get them down to four and then try to do this strategy where I, I make them lose four life. It's like, I could already get them down to two or one life. All I really need is, is just uh, something that, that costs way less, less than 10 energy. Definitely, I don't need 15 energy in order to play something where I could burn my point for one or two damage. You know, being able to burn my point for four or five energy, you know, is is optimal. It's more preferred. So the idea of actually trying to have 10, uh, you know, 15 energies 
you know, to, to do something that, yeah, that's just finessing. That's just style points. That is not necessary. And, and I get it. Because, I, again, I like to have fun, too. I like to do the impossible, as they say, right? It's like, it's not necessary. But if I can do it, why not, right? Why not do it? Have some fun. I get it. But it's not always necessary. Especially in the competitive scene, it's not necessary. Um, i rather... It'd be cool to go determine with that Gogeta strategy, um, but it's not necessary. That's, that's that's going too far. That's more for fun than anything. Um, like I'll definitely do that with my friends just for fun, but I wouldn't, you know, want to go to tournament and try to um, do that strategy over and over again consistently. You know, um, cause that's that's too much effort and work just to do something, um, just to do that when I could just four energy play two Bardic's Raiders War Cry and do four damage that way, you know what I mean? Like I could just go that route. Um. So that's the thing about game plan. It's like when you have a game plan you have a understanding of how you how you make um, how you deal damage. If if you can do two damage every turn consistently, well that's a good game plan and that's your skill level that you can consistently kind of guarantee two damage per turn that by turn four you know you should be going for game or you should be in a winning position if it requires you to be if you got to go beyond that you know if you get in a scenario where the best you can do is two damage and you're already on you, you can only do two damage and you're on turn four like something went wrong um you might want to reevaluate your uh your your strategy um, something I noticed that a lot of players do is that they're always trying to beat other people's decks, trying to stop people from playing certain cards like battle cards, which is why I focus on my leader and unisons more often, because these cards are hard to interact with, and your opponent is usually not playing cards in the deck to beat your leader and unison. They're usually playing cards to beat your battle cards. Um, in some decks... They're playing cards to beat your extra cards, like your negates. Like, um, what is it called? Um, you know, a counter-counter, uh, Swift Retaliation Cooler. So there's some decks, right? They're playing Swift Retaliation Cooler because they're trying to stop your um, Floodgate negates, like Flying Nimbus or your Violent Rays or something like that. So that's the kind of stuff they're trying to stop. Um, so they're trying to stop the Floodgate negates, right? And your battle cards. That's usually what they're trying to do. That's why they, they'll play stuff like, like Massane or something. But if you're all you're really doing is focusing on your playing unisons, playing, you know, using your leader to do the most amount of damage, then your opponent playing these cards to try to counter or react to or defeat, you know, your battle cards or extra cards in your deck is pointless when you're literally relying on your leader and your unisons more than anything, which is why it's not uh, too surprising that I play 12 unisons on average because I rely on them the most. They help me circumvent um, how how the meta is, right? How everybody else playing it. Instead of me trying to counter everybody else's counter, I, you know, instead of me trying to counter or outplay somebody's charismatic villain Frieza or god Ceiling Trunks, I'm like, I'll just play a unison. I play Unison as my win con. Because why play a battle card that doesn't have the flag if God Ceiling can stop it, right? 
why play a battle card that doesn't have barrier if um, charismatic villain can pop it? So my win con, if it's a battle, you know, if my win con is I play something and I attack with it for game, it needs to be immune to God Ceiling Trunks and Charismatic Villain Frieza, and um, Heron's Lineage, which is what a Unison does. A Unison is immune to all that. You know, um, let's say I have a win con that's an extra card like uh, Catastrophic Blow. All right. Give me a second. I'm thinking. Yeah, that'd be no, no. Never mind. Catastrophic Blow would be irrelevant. But the main thing is, is that my opponent is going to is going to have some strategy to try to uh, beat my battle cards. So if I rely more on my unisons and leaders, that helps me circumvent that, which you know makes sense. Which is why the deck has a good amount of unisons, so that way I can just rely on them, play them. So if my opponent defeats a unison, that's fine. I just play another one. You know what I mean? And they kind of act like deadly defenders because once you put a unison on the field and the unison is uh, creating a problem, then it makes it all great. For example, I have uh, SS Trunks Altering the Future. It's a 20k dual attack unison that's in my um, in my topo deck. And it's like, well, there you go. That's 20k that can attack twice. There's a lot of battle cards that are 20k that attack twice. Uh, but some of them cost more than 3 energy. He cost 3 uh, specified yellow. Um, so there's some that cost more uh, to get a 20k uh, dual attack. Um, then there are battle cards, and then they don't, they mostly only 20k dual attack. That means they don't have barrier or deflect or something like that. So they're immediate, they're not, Im so they're vulnerable to charismatic Bill and Frieza, God Ceiling. And that could definitely be a problem when you're trying to win, and your opponent just uses those cards to stop you. So it would be better for you to play Unison instead. So, this is not about unisons, but that is important. That's why I have multiple unisons, because my game plan is, if my opponent is playing a lot of cards to uh, beat my unisons, I mean, beat my battle cards, let's say they're playing a card that negates the effects, the skills of all my battle cards, alright, then I play unison, because the unison is not a battle card, so it's immune to that. So, even more reasons why I get back to... You know, 12 unisons is the way, right? Because it's only logical. It's, you know, they're, all, they're among the... They're, 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 they're in a category where they're, they're like a battle card, but they're, they're like an extra card at the same time. So they're like a mixture of both. Basically, they're a pendulum card, like in Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> so, definitely a fan. Um, obviously, we classify them like planeswalkers, like in Magic. Same thing, right? Um... But that's what makes them so awesome, is that they're a card that you can play, that you can attack with, that isn't a battle card, so they're immune to a lot of cards that are designed specifically for battle cards. Someday they'll make counters for uh, unisons, but for now, we have, we, we don't have that, so unisons are free to get you, get you where you need to get to, which is preferably win. Some unisons have burn effects, which is great. Because um, again, it makes their since they're unisons, they're un, they're essentially untouchable um, cards you can use 
and having burn come in handy because it's part of my strategy, which is to get my opponent down to a low life point and finish the game with burn, which is my main strategy, my ultimate strategy. Nothing, nothing else really matters because everything else is just pretty basic. Like I just like trying different things sometimes. Like I'll put a heartfelt plea into a deck. For example, I have heartfelt plea in, in my Tobo deck, and I just like just because it's a good card and you know. I can have some fun with it. It might come in handy. I might be in a, a situation where my opponent has five life, and dropping this heartfelt plea might, uh, you know, be very helpful in helping me, um, you know, f uh, win the game. Um, since I do, interesting enough, since I do have what's the, what you call it, um, the heron's lineage, I can use the heron's lineage to grab my opponent's battle card. Seven, 7 costs or less, that's a red battle card with 25k power or more, right? Bring it to my side of the field, then, um, you know, swing, you know, sw oh, you know, swing with a battle card, do whatever I want to do with my opponent's battle card, but then awaken my leader, right? And because I awaken, I can send my opponent's battle card that's on my side of the field to the drop to play Heartfelt Plea, and then, you know, more likely draw two cards for Heartfelt Plea, and then have a 30k. Um, triple striker and swing at my opponent's leader and drop my hand into the attack and pretty much probably go for game right there and then. So the possibility of that, the possibility that I can um, heart, uh, heroine's lineage into a heartfelt plea type play, or I have Mecha Kabora in this deck, um, so I can use Mecha Kabora to steal my opponent's uh, battle, you know, red battle card. And heartfelt please. So that's the kind of cool thing that if I'm going up against a um, you know mono red deck, you know the fact that I had these uh, these two cards in the deck, the ability to take my opponent's battle cards can help me play the heartfelt please. So I don't have to play my own battle card to play heartfelt please. The only thing I have in this deck that can trigger heartfelt please is my lightning fast hit. But the funny thing is, if he's on the field, then that means I should have already won the game, right? <laughs> Because if he's on the field, that means I, I was able to pull off the combo of hit space time to get lightning fast hit on the field. So I should, um, by the time I do that, it, sh it should be game. But, you know, again, like I said, it's it's there just in case I can use it. It's there for another reason. It's the fact that it's a red-yellow red energy, so it helped, um, the deck is both red and yellow. So it's there as energy, plus the fact that I could play... And then with Mecha Gabora and Heron's Lineage, I could, you know, that those cards can help me, you know, pretty much make it easier to play the card. So I have the, have the option, and I have a super combo. Yes, the Wee Celestial Moderator super combo for to give me more red and yellow because it's important to make sure I have, um, since the deck is both red and yellow, um, a red yellow deck. I need to make sure I have a good amount of uh, multicolor red, yellow, multicolored cards to help with that, um, the neat, that, that balance of red and yellow energy, so, so yeah, you know, game plan, gotta have the game plan, had to have a, spe a specific way to win that requires specific cards, and then after that, that's where you just, you know, fill the deck with, you know, um, tech cards, good basic cards. The most basic stuff you need it will be floodgate negates, right? A way to survive a turn, right? I, I, I classify them as like time time walk cards. 
cards that I use to gain an extra turn, like Raccoon Eraser Gun, Flying Nimbus. These are cards, Topo, right? These are cards that I just use to get an extra turn. So these are uh, Time Walk um, type of, of effects and Board Wipes, which in ways can also um, work as, um, um, what is it called? Can work as, uh, you know, Time Time, time walk like effects, because in this Topo deck, I have Kaioken Goku that I could play from my hand and and you know KO all my opponents back cost twenty k or less. But I also have the SS Trunks alternate future unison, uh, which has the minus three ability to let me draw a card then choose all of my opponents battle cards in rest mode and KO them. So, so if I just so happen to like, you know, survive a turn. Oh, sorry, if I just so happen to survive a turn where my opponent, you know, was attacking and I survived that turn, then I could just be like, alright, next turn, play Trunks, use Trunks' ability, you know, board wipe. Obviously, since he's dual attack, you want to take advantage of his ability to attack twice and attack by him twice first, apply pressure in opponent's leader, and then do his minus three to board wipe your opponent. <clears throat> that way they would have to reestablish a board in order to try to attack you. <clears throat> so of course floodgate negates is important to survive a turn board wiping is important to survive a turn you know you're always trying to get an extra turn that's that's the game plan right for me the game plan is always getting extra turns getting to a specific turn especially if it's your win win con turn and to have a win con for that win con turn um, having multiple win cons is better than having just one obviously um, these are just the criteria that I think about but that's, that's the thing. you got to have a game plan. you got to have a way to win the game. No ifs, ands, or buts. No matter who you're matched up against, no matter what, you know, to get there. Sometimes, like, you know, like I was mentioning with the unisons, sometimes some of the unisons, um, they, tend, they tend to be uh, alternative to a win con. Like, I might have lightning fast hit in this deck, right, for... Um, you know, winning the game by burning my opponent for two. But let's say I had a unison that could also burn for two, or you know, or can burn for one. But if I play two copies, then you know I could do two, and I just gotta you know set it up and, and, and pull it off. So then I have more than one way to pull off the the goal, which you know, like the game plan. The goal is to deal the last two damage to my opponent so I can win. Uh, having more than one way. Having a unison way of burning my opponent, but also have a battle card way of burning my opponent, it's is good because you never know. You might be in a scenario where you can't use a unison to to win the game, so then you use a battle card instead, or you can't use the battle card to win, so then you need the unison to win. You know what I mean? So having both um, matters. Um, same thing as having a leader, you know, as a win con. You know, sometimes people don't consider their leader as a win con. Like they don't plan to use their leaders to win the game, so they usually like, they'll just use their leader for, like, a, as a draw engine or as a utility card, which is okay, you know, to, you know, if they serve that purpose, they serve that purpose, but a lot of times your leader is your, you know, you know, is a reliable attacker. Sometimes somebody will play a battle card trying to attack with it, not realizing that was a waste. They were better off just using the leader as their attacker, right, and then doing and pumping, you know, enter, you know, cards into that leader's swing and going for game with the leader. They'll try to win with a battle card, but then end up in a scenario where the opponent plays a Heron's Lineage and steal their battle card, or 
you know, plays an SCR, <clears throat> or 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 does something that only works against a battle card. But if they focus on their leader, they would have they would have made sure that that those cards were useless because those cards don't work on a leader. So that's why I put a lot of um, emphasis on my on my leader, my unisons. And, and since I have hero, uh, Hero's Lineage, you know, that extra card, right? So I rely on those three types of cards to, plus, you know, burn effects, of course, to help me uh, win out, win games, because, you know, that's my game plan. That's what I'm doing. And it works, so why not keep doing it? And every deck I incorporate that game plan, that strategy of, you know, leader, unisons, burn, extra card effect that might be useful like Heroes Lineage for example and you know go that route of course Double Strike you know gotta throw that in there Double Strike helps against a lot of decks there's a lot of matchups where Double Strike is very important very useful some people don't even consider that. that's why it's funny that for a long time people weren't using Champa and Easter Pain Kind not realizing how useful it is to help speed the game up because some matchups you need to be able to the opponent a lot of damage because sometimes they use their life as a resource to give them self an advantage. Like if you go up against Mega Frieza, you better be double striking. You better be Champa and Easter Pekaiing your opponent left and right. If you go up against Dark Broly before they before they awaken, you want to take advantage of dealing them as much damage as possible. You want to deal them at least six damage um, before they awaken, <clears throat> or at least deal them six damage and then you know defend yourself on the clapback, because they'll try to use their ability to awaken to clap back, defend yourself on the clapback, and then just finish them off afterwards. You know, it's just about understanding what your opponent's deck can do, and and take that to account, that's important, but ultimately, what your deck can do, and what you're trying to do, is way more important than what your opponent's trying to do. What your opponent's trying to do, doesn't matter. It's important to know what they're trying to do, but it's not more, but it's not, you shouldn't dedicate 90% of your thought process, especially when you're playing a, a, a match on what your opponent is trying to do or what your opponent can do. It doesn't matter what they can do or what they're trying to do. What matters is what your deck can do and what you're trying to do. As long as you make sure you, you, you do good with your defenses and you keep the defenses and you're always getting them extra turns and you're always dealing damage to the point where the game is over in your favor, that's all that matters. That's the whole point of a game plan, is that you should know how you're going to win, and all you're doing is what it takes, whatever it takes for you to win. It's not about, oh, he has a unison. I might have, to, I might want to get rid of that. It, okay, you might want to get rid of it, but it might not be that important. It might not matter. If the unison is not really that much of a problem, if the unison is not stopping you from dealing damage, it don't matter. At the unison, that's, that's the way I look at it. If the unison is not stopping you from dealing damage, it doesn't matter. If all the unison is doing is giving 5k boost to their leader or a battle card, whoop the freaking do it, don't matter. It's not that deep. You can, you know, it don't matter. And for now, that'd be the end of the